Part of what you and I are doing here today is figuring out, figuring out who we are to God and figuring out who God is to us. We are to be in a relationship, and what does that look like? The gospel today almost sounds as though if you pester God enough, you will get what you want. But that is not exactly true. God is not a vending machine. If you put in enough coins, you get whatever you want. That's not a relationship. That's commerce, not prayer. So why should we pester God? Is it because he's forgetful? Forgetful like I can be. You know, sometimes people, will, I've learned that I don't have much of a memory. So especially after Mass, people will say something. Hey, Father, I just wanted to tell you. And I said, that's great. I'm not going to remember a word of this. Send me an email or call me. But that's not it because we know God knows what we want even before we know we want it and ask for it. Maybe it is because he has to form us in our prayers. Not too long ago, I discerned that there was a person in my life that I, with whom I needed to part ways. So I prayed to God. God, let something happen so that we just go our separate ways, whatever it might be. And the answer that I got back was no. You know, it could be that person was praying just as hard that we remain close. So I prayed more, and the answer I got back was why don't you be the type of person who can do the right thing, even though it is tough, and you part ways? And again, I said, God, no, please just do something. And over a period of time of constant prayer, the concept of being the type of person who could make the lead in this difficulty was popular, or became possible. My prayer changed because... In prayer, God changed me. Lord, help me to be brave enough to find the best way to do the right thing. And eventually that is what happened. And because of this prayer, and because of God's answer, I developed into the type of son of my heavenly father that is more like him and capable, at least in this kind of difficult thing, rather than a weaker person who must have things done for him. Now, while this is true of prayer, I don't think that that is yet what this particular gospel is trying to bring about to us. You know, life is more along these lines. No matter how good you are, no matter how constantly you pray, no matter how you strive to be a saint, there are times in life when you're just cut off at the knees. Just this past week, some of you have come up and said, my cancer came back. I lost my job. My kid is terribly sick. Sometimes it is the free will of others that makes life tough. Sometimes it's nature. Nature can be really rough on us. Sometimes it might even be ourselves causing our own difficulties. Maybe we're even unaware of it. There are times when life is a trial, no matter how good you are. I think of St. Isaac and St. John and their companions. I was reminded this past week because we had their feast day yesterday, Saturday morning. They're about nine windows back. You can see 
uh, St. Isaac in the middle holding the crucifix. And surrounding him are Native Americans of the Huron and Iroquois tribes. So back when this was still all wilderness, they came to the new world to bring Jesus Christ to the Native Americans. And unfortunately, there was some anti-French sentiment among the factions in the tribes. And because they were becoming so successful in bringing Jesus to uh, the Native Americans, uh, those anti-French persons in the tribes eventually captured all of these guys, tortured them terribly, and then martyred them. Do you think that they did not pray unceasingly to God? Why were they not then miraculously saved from their enemies? Why were not any of our martyrs, St. Agnes, St. Peter, St. Paul, St. Sebastian, saved from their tortures and murders? Safety is not what we were promised. We were promised our rights and that we would receive justice. What are our rights as baptized sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father? These include the forgiveness of our sins. It includes salvation, life after this life, and ultimately victory. What is justice? but that we who were true to our Father, even when it was scary and dangerous, disappointing and painful, that we were not abandoned, but will be welcomed into our heavenly homeland, away from all that breaks our hearts. And while on this earth, we can be built into the type of people who face the world with all its dangers, falsities, lies, wars and scandals, deceptions, cruelties, and sadnesses, and be braver than all of these things. We do not need to crumble before them. Not even the promise of death is to ruin our hope, for death is not the worst thing that can happen to us. But that with God, we can identify where the world is broken, and a wounded and broken thing can be extremely dangerous. But we are called to go there as Isaac and John went to preach to the natives in the new land, to find a brave heart, to be able to sacrifice even when we are weak and afraid, to always have hope that God can use what we do, even if it appears that even though we're being faithful, we have failed. For it may have seemed to St. Isaac that he failed. Well, Now I'm being put to death. What good did we do? Those who were torturers are now back in power. But then, 10 years after his martyrdom in the same village in which he died, St. Katari Tekawitha was born. It is this hope in which we are to be steeped in constant prayer, for our salvation is not like the movie of the, of the living dead, right? In which we sit on the edge of the couch watching, chewing on our fingernails, hoping that humanity is going to win. It's not like that. We already know the ending. Jesus has won. Death has been conquered. Heaven awaits. 
We are called to be faithful, to pray constantly that we remain true, not to lose hope or our love of God, even in extreme trial. That is the meaning of the question when Jesus asks today, but when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? That we trusted and were true, even in trial.